my secret is that I like bigger guys and um, I actually don't mind if they end up um, gaining more weight during the relationship. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave? Or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing? Really? The how, the what, the when, the where, the why? Today, my guest is Mark. Now, Mark, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what is your secret? So uh, my secret is that I like bigger guys and um, I actually don't mind if they end up um, gaining more weight during the relationship. Wow. I actually just you saying it made me feel more powerful. Does that I know it probably doesn't make any sense, but I feel like when you get in a relationship, you do gain weight. So I'm like, oh, good for good for your partners. <laughs> well, Mark and I've been together for 17 years and we like have fluctuated. So that to me is really fascinating that you want that to happen. Yeah, I, it's interesting because I think there's so many different taboos in a myriad of different avenues that um, that kind of society doesn't accept it or we're just kind of prone to be bombarded with these um, expectations, especially on our bodies. Yeah. And strangely, it's always I've never felt I'm obviously a gay man and I am. I've never really felt connected with the specific like subsets of different parts of the community, i.e. the bears or the twinks or the, you know, the guys who go to the circuit parties all the time. It was just never it was never in my lexicon. And it was also this part about myself and my interests, specifically sexually. I find men really attractive, especially when they are actually gaining weight. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because I think there's um, usually, obviously, first and foremost, no matter who you are, how, what's your body type, how you're walking around, confidence is key. So if you're 100%. bringing, yeah, if you're bringing that, you're sexy. Um, but also like if you're, I think it's this, subconscious way of being confident in however my body presents itself. Mm -hmm. And even if that adds, you know, that means adding weight throughout the relationship, that is just for me to die for. Mm. Um, there was this cool trend recently about dad bod and, and I was like, oh my God, is this like kind of people catching on? And then we kind of went back to being like, oh, I caught the COVID-15 and I'm like, 
we're back to these same narratives. The negative narratives of just not having the eight pack or the six pack, right? Especially in your community, right? Like that's a big thing in your community. Mark and I were like, we would never survive in that community because him and I have never had an eight pack or a six pack. Like we say we look better with clothes on than clothes off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you both look great. Don't worry. I will will tell you. Confirm with your viewers that, yeah, you're both, you know, in tip top shape. So, but that's um, the thing we get hard on ourselves when we put on those little extra pounds, but I don't love him less when he puts them on. Yeah. Which I think, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, before my recovery, I might've held against him, but I love that you are actually so open to the person gaining those pounds while you're with them. Can I ask you a question though? Absolutely. When you start the relationship, do you pick someone that has an extra few pounds or do you, do you pick like the athletic totally together and then want them to gain weight? So again, it's kind of that default. I definitely default. So let me backtrack on it. Cause yes. Okay. And yes, but like I normally the people that I go with, you know, and connect with our individuals who have a, are, are very incredibly dynamic. And that's, that's why this has kind of been, this secret has been in the pantry, let's call it for so long. Yeah. Cause it's like, cause it's never something, it's so rarely that I actually am able to bring it up because Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's one thing. It's not that big of a deal. I don't have to share it specifically with the individuals because it's like they check off all these other boxes they're you know intelligent and and hardworking and amazing Good with people other people and yeah stuff like, like that yeah yeah and um so that it's usually i will i will take some time to gauge mm-hmm. and to broach the subject um but usually it's all body types um whether you okay. you know they have you know, a few extra, extra pounds to start, but realistically, I don't know. I have to, I, I check myself from a place of, am I engaging with this from specific narratives installed in me of mm-hmm. like, am I just buying into, do they have a secret, you know, sauce from, you know, the universe just being like, Oh, like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't care what you think about my body. I don't care. We, so this attitude of like, Hey, yeah, let's overindulge at dinner or, Oh my God, I made you these amazing things. I'm such a foodie anyway. So there's that aspect that comes into it. But I think I witnessing someone very, so confident in, and comfortable in their own skin is just incredibly sexy to me. So at any, any size, it's really this aspect of like, yeah, let's, I don't know. There's this excitement for me. That's more like, oh, let's go hog wild. Like you don't. Like, let's really live. Is yeah, that what you exactly. say? Like, like, let's go to Italy and eat all the pasta. All and the just, pasta, all And the, the cannolis yes. and the pizza and just and we, like enjoy life together. Right. And and literally like hit up the smorgasbord of life Be, because I, I just get so excited about food. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, I've had partnerships in the past that have been challenging because I think that they look at me and think, well, you don't gain any weight. And oh, wait, wait, wait. So you don't gain any weight. I don't usually 
I don't, I you run have like a, You have that metabolism that right. people get annoyed with. Like right. you can eat anything and you don't gain any weight. Right. <laughs> okay. And, and that's, and they think, I think there's difficulties because they get angry that they feel as though I'm not doing anything to adjust or maintain my weight or, you know, when in regards, when in reality, I'm actually like, you know, when I work in restaurants, I walk 10 miles a night, just walking back and forth from tables. It's kind of just an occupational benefit or hazard. Um, But there's also things like I look at food, I look at food in two ways. Mm -hmm. One is throughout the day, I eat what my body needs. It's, and very kind of like, what is that? Okay. Yeah. I'll put something in my stomach Mm -hmm. just to get me often if I'm going out to eat or Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying a meal, I'm like, let's get everything. Let's get the oysters and the foie gras and the bone marrow and the, like, let's do the cheesy bread and the, like, let's just put it all on the table and like wolf it down and like hit our max. Like, I don't give, I don't care because there's such like, that is more important for me to enjoy and specifically enjoy with another person um, then actually to sometimes like, you know, sometimes eating can be a little boring if you're just basically eating to fuel your body. Oh, a hundred percent boring. I can never be with someone that Mark and I have talked about, like that just eats to fuel their body. Like we're like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like I want to like make it a celebration. We love food, you know, whether it be a cheesy corn dog at Disneyland or gelato in Italy, like we're going for it. Mm-hmm. But here's my question and something just hit me and it was just really fascinating. You said that your partner doesn't understand how your body's not changing, but their theirs is. So it's like, do you think the people you have picked have like um, an issue with their body type and you don't completely understand it because you've never gone through that struggle of gaining a couple pounds after Halloween or Christmas time or the COVID-15. Right. So I think my challenges with food, because mm-hmm. I definitely have recognized my own disordered aspects of eating throughout mm-hmm. my life. At, mm-hmm. When I was in, when I went into college, I was at my heaviest and I think I was like 235. I'm 6'4". Mm-hmm. So that doesn't seem like, it's like, okay, so you, I was just kind of big all over. But for right, me, yeah. I was basically engaging in all of those I didn't like myself, didn't like my body type. Those were plugged into me at a very early age. And wow. and can you even tell me how far back that went when that was plugged very, in? Very, very early. From from age probably the first recognition was probably age three. I know that wow. seems pretty young, but my brother, on a side note, my brother was really sickly. Mm -hmm. And he really couldn't eat anything. He's about three and a half years older than I am. And he was, he seemed pretty frail. Um, And like, he just literally, it was like pureed spinach and goat's milk. And that was all he could, he was, that was the only thing. Yeah. The only thing he wasn't allergic to. So, but visually I would see this person who looked thinner than me. Mm-hmm. and more in proportion. And I was always just, I was happiest if I was sleeping for 16 hours a day as a little kid and 
only getting up for meals and it would eat like a, a house, you know, just like put it down. Um, still eat that way too today. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if you come from that kind of background, that is a way how you self soothe. I love mm. sleeping. I love like if I could sleep for a long periods of time, it's like a self soothing thing. And then the eating and then, you know, it's those self soothing things we did as young kids. Oh, yeah. 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 And it was it was definitely interesting because then that would be those um, that visual Mm -hmm. um, that I was receiving inadvertently. No one was responsible for that. But that would be basically reconfirmed by my mom's words. And she would say subtle things that were meant to be helpful and probably very loving, but like, oh, don't never give yourself a double chin. Mm. So like never allow like your chin to like double back on itself or hold in your tummy. Oh you know, yeah, hold in your tummy. Hold they... in your tummy, which is like, what is that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, I even got those. It was like, oh, I'm going to be on Jenny Craig. Don't eat those raspberries. Like that was a thing my mom wouldn't allow us to eat the fresh fruit because it was so expensive. And it's oh, like, wow. I can't imagine not allowing my son to have fresh fruit. Like no, she, yeah, no. Like she was hoarding it for herself because we didn't have a lot of money. So that's just mm. those little subtle things where you're like, okay, I guess I'll go eat like some crackers because I'm hungry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. Those subtle things that, you know, they weren't educated or they that were said to them was passed on to us. And it is. It's the narratives that are being passed down. And that's, you know, that's what I'm unpacking as I'm I'm doing, you know, later in my life. Um, ultimately, in college, I ended up basically. Um, I We got caught. Uh, with a lot of things in my my college dorm room. And Ooh, I figured- Wait, what'd you, you get know, caught with? What'd you get caught lots, with? Yeah, lots of paraphernalia. No drugs technically, but everything was just like drugs adjacent and, and beer and whatever. So, but basically I was like, okay, new leaf, let me go full, full ham healthy. And I went to the gym every day for an hour. And then- um, really incredibly restrictive quote-unquote healthy diet where it was zero sugar zero fats um minor celebrated i bet you were celebrated when you went to that extreme and they're like oh my god you look amazing oh what are you doing oh the love attention validation and it just amplifies that another right another addictive tendency to restrict 100 percent, and loved it and and that was during my time frame where i was kind of exploring understanding more about my sexuality and being Mm -hmm. open to it and then how do I express that and it was really it took me so long to even just get comfortable with my new body so I maintained like I had a pretty decent form Mm -hmm. um, as a result but Again, I, I recognize, ironically, of all the things that I quit first, but I was like, oh, the gym's not healthy for me, like mentally, right. even though I continued with all the drugs till much later on. But <laughs> one well, step at a time. Another, one exactly, step at a time. Exactly. That's, yeah, one vice, one vice. Um, one vice that's at a time. Yeah, different <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically, like, it's interesting because then it was still present within me of being like, I love the look of 
an individual who either, I don't know, either has a muscular form Mm -hmm. and then like basically stops going to the gym and then they naturally kind of just round out. Yeah. Just like their form is, it just, I don't know. It's so interesting because there's, it maybe because I haven't been willing or open or Mm -hmm. able to identify this fully. I'm it's almost as if I'm struggling with the words and how to convey, like, it's not just like, Oh, like they, I hate the terms like, Oh, you let yourself go. No, Mm -hmm. it seems as though you're enjoying like life. Whereas I find so many individuals who are so adamant about maintaining a specific form Mm -hmm. get very mired in those, in those routines to an often, uh, I don't want to say unhealthy either because well, extreme. It is an extreme. Yeah, it's there is an extreme there. No, um, there is, and it's like a compulsion almost. I mean, just with my friends that are all gym obsessed and looking obsessed, there's an extreme that goes to it, and right. I don't even understand that. I hate going to the gym. I don't. I have no interest in spending hours and hours working out. But I also have to say to you, you're hitting on something for me. I've never been attracted to men that are very muscular and in shape. Like, I actually don't like it at all. I'm, well, you I'm, picked wrong with your husband then. I'm, no, I'm but, he, but Mark, Mark wouldn't mind, but he doesn't have like a six pack. He's never had a six pack the 17 years we've been together, you know? And he, yes, he's like six two and he has a great, he has a great physique. Like he fits clothes and he, he looks great, but he's not like muscular six pack, eight pack abs. Right. And I feel like for me, I don't know about you and maybe this, you'll connect it too, but it's like, there's a part of me that it's too much pressure for myself Mm. and that I don't find that extremeness attractive because then it brings out the extremeness of me. One hundred percent. That addictive. Does that ring true for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's also like I um, said a bit earlier of like mm-hmm. I'd rather you allow yourself to put down those expectations. Mm-hmm. It might allow for room to explore fun and enjoyable and like literally the zest of life. You know, it's like what I see is the zest of life. That's right. again, those are my narratives that I'm presenting to, you know, my partners that might not be important to them. And those are other discussions to be had, but it's, yeah, it's interesting that it's like, it. I find it so challenging to discuss because it gets into the realm of either fetish uh, fetishization. Yeah. Yes. You you get terms like chubby chaser and that's and like how we're actually navigating that of yeah. like my body is not a a crime, it's not a mistake, it's not a and it's like no and I I don't know how to say I'm celebrating you with these words because I'm mm-hmm. saying your form will always be attractive to me. If you want to go in the other direction, great. That's awesome. And that's, you are complete. And that's my, it's like, it's a mental uh, concept of consent too. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's your body. You're doing your own thing. And I, whatever it is that makes you happy. Um, But I would hope that uh, you never feel any additional pressure from, from me to, um, conform to 
any other box or pant size or whatever. Um, lastly, and I, I, I just want to kind of um, bring this up because I was, I knew there was something that mm-hmm. kept sticking out of my mind. Um, there's another actor, um, Matt McGorry. He has been doing quite a bit of work on a lot yeah, intersectionality, his privilege, his um, individual uh, concepts on racism, and um, ultimately also really a lot of work on fat phobia. He has a quote on his Instagram. He's the actor from Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's another one, Ar- Archive 81, I think it is. But he was basically, he's been basically under fire for mm-hmm. quote unquote, letting himself go. And he's supposedly gained a lot of weight. Okay. And completely changed his form. I understand it. In his industry, that's a quite a large liability. Just even a few a few pounds. It's like his quote was he was describing, you know, his big soft belly and basically how at that time it was like the largest he had been mm-hmm. um in his life, but he he touches on honestly his dad's soft belly mm-hmm. and how it was so comforting to him to him throughout his life and that every time that he kind of negatively references his own body mm-hmm. in gaining weight it's almost as if he's kind of slandering his father's love and the heart and his form that created such a comforting space for him and it's and it's interesting because it's like I don't want to necessarily go in that tangent because that's a whole kind of but no that's interesting but it's like reframing it in his own mind when he's being hard on himself for that characteristic or whatever his body looks like he's reframing it in a way where it's like there is nothing wrong for a, a round soft belly yeah yeah and it's um I don't know I just wish that uh, the reason why I wanted to present uh, to connect with you and discuss mm-hmm. this is because I think it's it's very much like, you know, well, honest, it's almost like a ninth step to myself. And I don't know if I should kind of go into the depths of that, but it's like yeah, you can totally to, go in the depths. I love a good ninth step. <laughs> but ultimately, like I need to allow myself the space and offer myself the forgiveness that I've not been willing to express these truths about part of who I am because it it started I don't know like it's mm-hmm. like being a homosexual there's parts of you there's interests within you that are unchangeable and this is part of it and it's and I just hope that there's more discussion that I don't know there's so many concepts out there that just immediately turn to the the binary of like, this is good, this is bad. Or by when you reference it this way, you make people feel bad or you shouldn't be talking about it this way. I know my extra level is there's once I one brings in the concepts of any sort of sexual sexuality or sexual interest, it becomes fetishized. And that's the problem. When in reality, it's like, I just, damn, I just love your, curves and that's and i'm just attracted to that i'm attracted to the softness right why is that 
not okay. And it is, I don't, even how you're talking about it, I never saw it as a fetish. I never was like, oh, that's a fetish. No, you just like, like you said, the curves or the softness, but I do have a question. Yeah. Has this ruined relationships in the past where it's been like hard to navigate? I think the hardest part about it is my own willingness to discuss it. I think that's and that level of honesty. I don't know if it ever played into um, any sort of relationships that have ended. I think, you know, many of the relationships, beautiful people that I've been able to connect with mm-hmm. have ended for a, num- a myriad of reasons. One instance that pops into my ha- uh, head was an individual who um, who I was dating and he was like my like food partner. He would we would be. I just sent him a meme the other day of like, of you can buy yourself a birthday cake at any time. No one's going to know and just right. eat it eat it for yourself. Because he <laughs> would joke about like, yeah, I think I'm just going to get a sheet cake for, for tonight, you know, and like. For and dinner I don't know tonight. It, yeah, and it, it wasn't necessarily like it was unhealthy or he was trying to cover things. I think it was just this like, this joy and laughter and humor of like, yeah. Okay. If that's, if I'm a huge believer of like, all right, if that's what you want, then enjoy it. And if that, you know, you have to kind of do things to make yourself feel better later as a result of that, that is part of it. Mm-hmm. And like, that's part of the journey and okay. But if that's your, if that brings you joy, you know, for this moment, I'm not going to really put that down and then on the flip side he was like he was like oh i'm you know i'm getting really heavy blah 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 and um he then started going to the gym but immediately Mm -hmm. what i the problems quote unquote my problems my problems only Mm -hmm. my what i was noticing was that it was an obsession that was so much more intense yeah about the health aspect and even the health health quote unquote health industry mm-hmm. but he was he went full other side of the pendulum extreme yeah. Yeah, yeah with where that's the addictiveness right like if you're right. going to eat a sheet cake why are you eating it yes right. to get joy or to enjoy it but it can't be based solely on that happiness and if you plummet right after you eat it there's a problem there right. but then exactly. you can't go the extreme other way and be in the gym working out because you had that piece of cake. So it's this balance. And that was probably what was stemming from in that relationship. Even still, if you think about it, like Mm -hmm. you're sitting down and you Mm -hmm. get a a full sheet cake, there is part of a joke. Granted, I don't necessarily love the, the, you know, potential waste of it. But if you think about it this way, like you're not going to be able to, you may or may not, no judgment for anyone who can. God love you if you do. But like, I don't think you'll you'll get really bored if you just sit down and try to eat an entire sheet cake. No, usually just, I have like a slice and then I'm like, and I throw yeah, it away. Like exactly. I had hey, half. <laughs> if a third of it, get through a third of it. Good. Yeah. Wow. You just, okay, you're my champion today. Great. But, and then on the flip side of that, what I found problematic was that like, ultimately this individual, there is no... And there's no like, oh, I got tired of the sheet cake aspect with Mm -hmm. exercising or 
the different diets and the different like going, oh, trying keto, vegan, trying, you know, getting all of these supplements and getting these gym memberships. It was as if like his life completely shifted mm-hmm. and so to the extent that actually it no longer it didn't engage with me as much as it it had. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that was my own like that's not okay. I got to you know, I got to go back, you know, peace, you know, K by Candios, but I don't know. It's um I don't think outside of that I think the conversations often that I've had and have be, have hate unfortunately had been silently witnessing throughout the entire time no matter what i say that the individuals who will have challenges with um their eating or their body i there's nothing that i can say to change their mind no there's absolutely nothing but i love that you are willing this is like the first step where you are willing to be like this is who i like this is who i'm attracted to this is how i want my life to be this is how i want to enjoy food in my life and the person that's supposed to come and do that with you will arrive but mm. it's like you're owning your truth what you're attracted to what you mm-hmm. actually enjoy and want to go through in this life and, and fully living, right? 100%. Uh, I'm so glad we got to talk. We literally could talk so much longer about this, but we're running out of time. But is there any last thing you want to say to any of our listeners? I hope you're kind to your physical form um, in this, you know, on this journey, because I think it um, supports you in so many different ways. And the way that it shows up, whether you're stick thin and you hate it or you're not sick thin and you hate it, um, every expression of your body is perfect already. It's absolutely perfect. And I hope that you get to celebrate it and never wait for, you know, hot girl summer or, you know, you know, circuit Sundays just to show it off and, you know, just stand in as much as you can stand in your truth and your confidence, you can stand in your body and it's a gift. And what that no matter what, someone's going to be attracted to it, that you don't have to change to have someone be attracted to your love handles or you your curves or whatever that yeah. we are, we are, we are all lovable just as we are absolutely and very few if you're in the moment as well you know if you're staying present so infrequently would you ever be shamed for sharing an experience where you're being able to share your physical form with another person there's a vulnerability in it and i think it should be celebrated Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your secret and your truth. I am forever grateful. And this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you for having me. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.